Hey everybody, I'm Dave Deal. And I'm Sam Nordker. And we are Fatherhood and Flow. I guess we are Fatherhood and Flow, right? Fatherhood and Flow, yes sir. Pretty much. Yeah. Cool. That's hey, what it is. Last That's episode. That's what, what we do. It's what we do. It's who we are. We just kind of, we're making this up as we go. And I I hope that you're enjoying the authentic nature of what we're creating. Um, last week we talked a little bit about who you are and what your background mm-hmm. is. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of my background and some of the different things that uh, you know we've been able to go through as a couple and our whole experience with entrepreneurship and business and raising a family and everything else. So hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, you know, when I met you, I think the first thing that uh, I saw was just your passion for entrepreneurship and also teaching and relationships and not just like just the business side of it, but almost the people side of entrepreneurship. Um, and then with your family, it's, it seems like there's a lot there. I mean, so for you, like what does entrepreneurship mean to you and your family? That's a great question. Uh, I think the biggest thing that it means is an opportunity to create a solution to solve problems in the marketplace, in you know, different business aspects, but also to create the kind of life that you can live by design versus default, right? I mean, I have conversations with people on a day-to-day basis that they're tired of working in their job. They're tired of, you know, and maybe we need to talk a little bit about that too with your, you've got some new exciting stuff going on, but you get to a point. Another episode for sure. Yeah. You get to a point in your life where there's this whole new stage, right? It's kind of like stages. You hit one benchmark and then all of a sudden you move on to the next one and you're trying to figure out who you are and what you do and you know this whole different um i don't even this road or this journey that you're you're on i mean everything changes so fast in life and it's like how do you keep in the moment but at the same time go along with the opportunities of what's in front of you and that's really what entrepreneurship is i mean every day is a different day i'm solving a new challenge or creating you know a new uh, product or something that is needed. And I'm always looking for what is needed in, in the marketplace. And I take a lot of action, uh-huh. you know, it's kind of the fire ready aim scenario uh-huh. where sometimes I'll do something and I'll get down the road and be like, well, that was a dumb idea, but I at least learn from it. Right. And I think in this episode, one of the main things I want to cover is failure, the idea of uh-huh. failure and what that really means. Um, cause you're going to think, and you're going to have those moments, even in, in your fatherly duties that you're going to think, man, I'm failing at this aspect. And really it comes down to two different key components, right? You have failure for what it is. And that is when you quit and you give up and you walk away and you have failure from a learning standpoint. In my mind, failure, failure just means learning. It means I had the opportunity. I did something that didn't end up with the best result, but now I can learn and I can grow and adapt from that. And so I'm always thinking with a positive forward thinking mindset, which moves in a direction towards growth and development. Um, You know, I think we were talking today too earlier about when we had, you know, there's so many different family situations growing up and people get into situations where sometimes you just want to throw the towel in and you want to walk away. And if you can keep that mindset of learning and growth, then you will never get to that point where 
you want to walk away because you're always thinking, well, how can I just become better? What can I learn from this situation? Mm -hmm. I think that's really it. It's that question of what can I learn? Yeah, absolutely. From each situation. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot about that and just being a dad, you're going to learn a lot about being a dad, about everything. You, your wife, kids, diapers, (laughs) Lots of diapers. Diaper changing uh, tactics and strategy. Oh, man. There's there's like a whole system to this. It's not just yeah. slap the diaper on and you're we'll good to go. We'll have a whole podcast about uh, <laughs> diaper changing tips and tricks. Um, so, you know, one of the things you mentioned that really stuck out to me was that, you know, it's about taking action. Has it been harder to take action uh, with your entrepreneurship ventures since becoming a father? Actually, I think it's been easier. And the reason is, is because I have purpose, you know, in in the last episode we had talking about some of the stuff that, you know, you had going on, it was purpose, right? With your music, you had to have discipline, you had to have focus, you had to have something that really pushed you to do something. With having a family now, I'm more motivated than ever, one, to create something that can be a legacy for, you know, my family, but for generations to come. One of the things that I always teach and I talk about is the ripple effect. If you throw a stone into a pond, what happens? It begins to ripple out. Every decision we make right now in our lives has that same ripple effect mentality. If you learn something, I mean, think about your parents and their parents and grandparents and great-grandparents. There are certain habits that are in place for generations. Mm -hmm. And it's because that's what was learned, it's what was picked up, and it never changed. And so one of the things that I've really been motivated by from an action standpoint is I want to change and offset some of the things that didn't work, right? I love taking the things that worked and applying them. The things that didn't work, I love taking action and finding new ways and better solutions to be able to bring that into the home. So from a business standpoint, I've got purpose, right? I have a reason to want to get up out of bed every morning because I want to create this long-term generational wealth strategy. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, another question I had just in that and thinking about, you know, the purpose and your family and, and lifestyle and creating entrepreneurship as a way of creating the life you want. Um, like, I guess what, like, what are some examples of, um, some things that entrepreneurship has enabled you to do with your family or, um, family lifestyle things that, uh, you feel like you couldn't have done without, you know, having entrepreneurship as a part of who you are. Yeah, that's a great question. I think the first thing right out of the gate that sticks out is, one, is the time freedom. Uh, If you think about it, every single person on the face of the planet has five different currencies. They have time, money, knowledge, relationship, and credit, right? We all have access to those things. Our credit may not be that great, or we may have, you know, a lack in one aspect or another, but we all have the same five currencies, What I learned early on in my entrepreneurship career was that you, it's the order of those currencies that matter most. Most people think that the money is the most important aspect, when in reality, the time and the relationships and the knowledge are the key three components that, you know, throughout my study, the really, really wealthy people understand and they harness those and they use the rest of them, you know, they fall back later on in that sequence. So time, you think about that, right? We, we spend our time to go and make money at our job so that we can move forward, we can pay our bills, and that we can live our life. But at the end of the day, if you have no time left, you can't get the time back, that asset is now gone. I mean, you Mm -hmm. can't walk into your boss and say, hey, here's 20 bucks back, can I get my hour back? 
it doesn't work like that, right? He's going to laugh at you and walk away. And so I think for me, it's created the time freedom because I've built different assets through real estate, through business, and then I've learned different strategies, right? One of the things you you mentioned about lifestyle, it's like I love living a pretty simple lifestyle, but at the same time, from a material standpoint, we do have quite, I mean, we're very, very blessed. Like I super, super grateful for everything we've been able to create and what we've been able to do. But the way we've been able to do it is because I had a solution oriented mindset. You know, one of the businesses Uh I run is a uh, motorhome and RV rental company. Uh And the way I got into that was I love camping and I love spending time in nature and being outside. And, you know, that's one of the things that I really want my children to grow up in is, you know, a day and age of technology. There's so many good things, but at the same time, it can be, you know, sucked in hours and hours on end on technology. Uh And the creativity is diminished because you can't just be outside and be a kid and learn and grow and play with rocks and that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. um, And, uh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's really the the biggest thing that's changed for us. But anyway, this, this RV business. So instead of just going out and saying, Hey, how can I finance this RV, get into more debt than I really can afford? I thought to myself, well, there's gotta be a way. And I had a friend that did this. There's gotta be a way that I can buy this and have it pay for itself. And so I found a company similar to like an Airbnb or a VRBO that rents these things out. And so it makes the monthly payment, plus it cash flows enough to where we have enough to go out and travel and do some fun things based on that one little business. That's awesome. That's really cool. So this business is not, the sole purpose of this business is not just to make money. It's actually to kind of, you know, gain an element of your lifestyle that you want to have. And then almost like finance your lifestyle with some cash flow from that. So, you know, it's not just about money that's going to go send a bank account. It's, oh, I really want to be able to travel with my family. So an RV would be really awesome. Well, how do I get this RV without uh, any money out of my own pocket? Without any money out of my own pocket. I think it's it's fascinating. Dave and I talk a lot about this. Um, I, I think it's worth you know, just at least throwing out there, like where do, where do people go to learn more about this if they want to from you? Yeah, no, that's awesome. I actually have another podcast and you can go to selfreliantwealth.com. You can find links to the episodes. Uh, look for the self-reliant wealth Instagram handle as well. And yeah, check into it. I mean, I, this is one of my passions. I love being able to talk about entrepreneurship and cash flow, And that's really what it is, right? I learned again early on that you didn't have to necessarily make a ton of money. You just had to learn how to create a way to pay for the things that you like to do or have other people pay for the things you like to do, uh-huh. I guess. So that you can live the life you want. Dave, what about the risk? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there some risk in uh, entrepreneurship? Sure, absolutely. People ask that question all the time. They're like, well, have you ever had a real job? And I was like, yeah, here's my story, right? At 15, I worked in a bike shop. And so, I mean, I've been like entrepreneur hungry forever. I mean, I had landscaping company super early on. I had a window washing company at 15. One of my buddies and I were sitting in his parents' living room and the windows were dirty and we were thinking, how can we make some money? We looked out the window and we're like, hey, we should wash windows. And so one thing led to another. We asked his mom, hey, do you have any window washing stuff? So we, she ended up having it. So we washed them. Then we started knocking doors in the neighborhood asking people, hey, how you know, we, we were washing windows. Can we wash your windows? And they said, well, yeah, sure. Give me a bid. And we looked at each other and we go, 
you know, kind of whisper, what's a bid? Like, <laughs> we don't know what that means. You know, we're young and dumb. We don't really have any idea, but we had the work ethic and the drive. Mm-hmm. But going back to your question of risk, you know, in my mind, one of the riskiest things that you can do is have a job in a place where you have a boss that's in control of your future. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have friends all the time. You know, I had an experience the other day where the guy had been working in this company. God, it's been quite a few years. No joke. Boss comes to him and says, hey, you know, we've got a, f- a few situations and I know that you've been looking elsewhere for a job. So we're going to have to let you go. Oh, wow. Was not wow. expecting it. It was his whole income. Now he's looking at it this situation he's going, well, crap, what do I uh-huh. do? Well, maybe I start taking on this, my own thing and I can start going in a direction and be in control. And that's one thing that I've always felt, you know, I'm, I've got super lean months and I've got super, you know, flourishing industrious months. But at the same time, if the efforts and the results don't go as planned, the only one that I can blame is me. Uh-huh. And it's that component component of extreme ownership. Yeah. Uh, take, which is a great book, by the way. If you yeah. haven't read it, check out Extreme Ownership. It's we haven't even Audible. talked about that book. We haven't. <laughs> it's a good one, though. It's awesome. But taking ownership and really being the one in control, knowing that, you know, if anything's to blame, it's you. Well, and it becomes a bet on yourself, right? Yep. And, and I think there are obviously risks, but, you know, just like the story you told, there are risks in staying in a... In another job, you know, and I think I think one of the risks that people um, don't think enough about is um, what you said earlier about time, right? So a lot of time we think about like financial risk. Um, what about the risk to your happiness mm. in life, right? So uh, I was I recently I I actually I was at a company I was at uh, headphone company Skull Candy um, doing engineering and it was amazing. Uh, I was there for about six and a half years. And, you know, I just started seeing other opportunities, talking to Dave a lot about entrepreneurship, some other things popping up. And um, I started getting pulled away. And around the same time, my happiness at work started slipping and dipping, right? And so about three weeks ago or so, I made a decision. This is a little bit more at this point. Three or four weeks ago, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to quit my job <laughs> and, you know, not knowing exactly what was lined up next with the family. Um, obviously you have to look at the finances and, and be good with your numbers and figure out like what you're going to be able to do or whatnot. But, you know, the financial risk was absolutely something I was weighing, but the other side of it was what's the risk of staying in a job that I'm not completely engaged in and I'm not completely happy with. Uh, there's a big risk to my happiness and my happiness and my stress levels, they will weigh on my family. Mm-hmm. Like when I walk through that door, uh, you know, even walking out of the door in the morning or walking through the door on my way home, my energy, my mood, my passion for life and what I'm doing in life is going to be communicated whether I want it to be or not. And, um, and, and so it's interesting, you know, I, I like, I like your approach on that too. Because again, it's it's a bet on yourself, and it's a bet on you know like time and and the things that uh, are really going to matter at the end of the day. When it goes back to that ripple effect concept, right? You're you're exactly right on point. If you if your happiness starts to diminish, that affects everybody around you in your sphere. You know, I'm I'm a firm believer in 
having a positive outlook on life and trying to take advantage of every situation the best that you possibly can. But that can be very hard if you're in tough situations and those situations begin to, you allow, so back to the extreme ownership, you allow yourself to become changed by the situations that are occurring, right? And that begins to affect the lives of other people. And so if your happiness is the most important thing, which it really is, I mean, our, our whole existence on the face of this earth, I believe, is to have happiness and joy. And yes, there are going to be ups and downs. I mean, I've had plenty. Uh, this is, you know, a little bit of background on me. In 2010, I got in a, a car accident, which I should have been paralyzed. I should have been dead. You know, I've got a large section of my back fused, my arms fused. Shouldn't even be walking right now, but I am. And I remember one specific moment while I was laying there in the hospital bed where I had a decision. I had a, a decision to make and I had two choices. One choice was I can blame for the rest of my life the situation that occurred. And I can blame everything from this point on and live a life of misery. Or I can choose right now to forgive, to let it go, and to live with the idea of I have a second chance, what am I going to do with it? And that's really, I think, what set the stage for saying, okay, from a family aspect, at that moment I knew the most important things to me were, you know, my wife Katie and I, we were a month from a month away from getting married. We still ended up getting married on the same time and we postponed the reception. But I knew at that moment that is all I wanted was to marry this amazing, incredible woman and to be able to spend the rest of my life with her, to be able to raise a family and to move forward in those goals. And so every decision subsequent that I had to make had to lead up to creating this environment of happiness and really living again the life that I wanted to. Um, the other aspect, you know, I, I had a long time, like a big stretch there. Katie and I had been, we've been married for over eight years now and we've had Max, you know, 10 months ago. And so we had a lot of time just together, learning, experience life together. But in our marriage, you know, there was a point where she was working, uh, you know, a full-time job and I was doing my entrepreneur thing. And that's what got me through some of those hard lean months was, having that steady income. So I'm not saying that jobs are bad, but there's a certain stage in which your time becomes more valuable and you've got to evaluate and see if that's the right time to move. Right. And if you enjoy what you're doing, then stay there and it's okay. But, um, where I was going with this was, uh, I came to a point where I started chasing and getting attracted to the success and everything that of all of my circle of influence that I was around. And, you know, they were making just, extreme amounts of money. And I was like, this is, this is awesome. This is where I want to go driving fancy cars, doing this whole, you know, lifestyle thing. And I got to the point where I was like, this is not me. This is not who I am. Uh -huh. I want to spend the time doing the things that I want to do. And I need to focus more of my time and my energy on finding the peace and contentment. Because if you can really find true contentment and happiness in your life, then nothing else matters. Right. And that is where I've spent a ton of time and energy lately. How can I really develop that peace and contentment? And I had to let a lot of things go. I had to mm -hmm. let the idea of, you know, doing some of these crazy growth strategies, spending out, you know, hours and hours and hours working on my business to the point where I actually spend less time working and I am more productive and I'm more efficient, just like we talked about in the last episode, where 
the time I spend now is much more high producing, high energy, high focused, mm-hmm. and it produces much more results. And I'm, I've got a lot more happiness. I spend a lot more time with my family and it's just, it's just a much better situation. That's great. I mean, that, I mean, that's such a cool story to hear. Um, I think we all go through that. I think we all go through times where we're not sure we actually know what we want. Um, and so you, you, you do chase, right. And to be able to come out of that and find, you know, to use the term, we're going to use a lot on the show to find flow in your life. You know, I mean, there's actually the, you talk about happiness, uh, flow uh i'm gonna butcher his name but mihalai chinsekmi halai he has has this book on flow he's done a lot of the flow research he's kind of the initial flow researcher out there and his his the study that led him to the idea of flow was actually trying to understand happiness Mm. and he was trying to understand um, what makes people happy and it was that intrinsic day-to-day engagement in what you're doing where you know you, you let time stop and you let go of some of these things that are pulling you out of the present moment. You let go of some of these things that are pulling you in a way that maybe doesn't actually feel authentic to you. You let go of those and you really just hone in on you and your identity and what makes you happy. And, and it's interesting because when you start letting go of some of the pressures or some of the other influences and you start to trust yourself and gain some confidence about your identity and, and you know, you become more productive, become happier. Life is more fulfilling. And, and you, you end up looking back going, wow, like the last six months, six months of my life. Great. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing to mention there too, is when you're prepared and ready and open to opportunity, opportunity comes knocking. But if you're not mm-hmm. and you're closed off and you're sucked into this normal day-to-day routine aspect, you're going to miss out on something that, you know, may be the greatest moment of your life. I love a quote by Winston Churchill, and he says, to every man there comes a time in his life when he is physically tapped on the shoulder and offered the chance to do something unique and fitted to his talent. Uh What a tragedy if that moment finds him unprepared or unqualified for the work which could be his finest hour. Wow. Isn't that powerful? That's awesome. That's powerful. Wow. I think that's that's a good place to end for today. Cool. Just let that let that one sink in. Um, marinate a little bit. Marinate. Kind of like steak or chicken. Kind of like steak. Oh, steak. <laughs> it's almost time for dinner, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, another episode of Fatherhood and Flow. Done and out. Out.